Paula, this is the last, probably the last time that I'm going to be recording this episode at this desk in my room. Hold on, Josh. Let me set down the mic so I can applaud. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are going to love just getting <laughs> just collapsed. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I am uh, redoing my room because... My apartment is the place where I am. Oh, yeah. I think that's very real. I think we have reached the point in quarantine where people realize everything that they hate about their house. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And and honestly, you hate it. Even if you hate it, you have been living with it for six years at this point. And it's just now that you're like, no, I do hate this. This It's yeah. taken all of this time to marinate. And it turns out I've opened up the stew and I do hate this. This tastes bad. And it's it's embarrassing when it's something that you thought you did like before. Uh-huh. And then you go, I don't like this. Yes, exactly. I had a whole like work from home setup in my bedroom and I have not once used it. I moved everything out into my living room because it just gets more light. You and just so put it in pile in your living room yeah exactly and I, I actually i work upside down from my back on the floor oh nice <laughs> really everyone in silicon valley is doing it um see i i have nothing but respect for people who like had an organized living situation and then now are like what if i changed my organized living situation but josh you know me and my life exists in pure chaos Sure. <laughs> like I'm not particularly clean or tidy or organized or I don't think things out in advance. Uh, so I, I think that for me, it's been baby steps towards becoming base level human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, you know, pig pen from Charlie Brown. Yeah. With the oh. cloud, the dust cloud. Always yeah. There. That's me always. No. <laughs> No. That's oh, true. <laughs> so what have, have you been taking steps? What are these baseline <gasps> human things that you've done? I went to IKEA yesterday. What a what an experience to go oh, to an IKEA during a pandemic. Zero negative negative a billion out of 10. Don't go. <laughs> Would not I recommend. Needed, I needed a cheap take. We really want to get into the details here. Yeah. I have a back porch that is like the rest of my home, chaos. And thought to myself, me and David were like, this could be a space that people use. So let's go to Ikea. Let's get one of those cheap tabletops where you mm -hmm. just threw on the legs yourself. 15 bucks for a table, y'all. Amazing deal. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't need to be fancy because it's, you know, in the back porch. And, so, you know, that's what socialized healthcare ends up creating from like you know those the scandinavian countries sure. is you can we we deserve 15 dollar tables and a base minimum wage sure sure <laughs> and they're living the dream but so you can no longer order online at ikea you used to be able to order online go pick up you cannot do that anymore mm -hmm. as your punishment for daring <laughs> to venture out in public you must go into ikea okay now the parking lot there is uh, you know those metal gates where people like wait in line to get into concerts? Sure. Yeah, that yeah. That goes through the entire IKEA parking lot. What? Which means that there are and I, I you know, I mean, I got to talking to the to the woman at checkout. Like there is a line to get in every single morning. Like the doors unlock and it is Black Friday there. Every oh my day. God. 
Like it's a like they've dropped a new sneaker. Yes. It is chaos. There is nothing in stock. Like if you're going to buy something, you have to have four other options. It is emptied. There are people everywhere. Boomers especially are just wearing their masks down by their chin, up on their forehead, just anywhere but the right way. People screaming and shoving. I I really do like crowds of people and my heart was pounding. Oh my God. It better be the best $15 table the world has ever seen. <laughs> I'm just impressed that you were able to, that it was in stock and you got the $15 table. The last one. Oh the my goodness. last one. And the worst part, guess what's closed? Meatball Central. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk with you about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. (laughs) Tally-ho. I have been watching a lot of uh, Great British Bake Off. Yeah, that which, whole which in the U.S. is Great British Baking Show. Objectively, worst name. Oh, way worse name. Wait, why would they change that? It's the same language. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. I understand when things are, you know, if you're watching like a, a show from Korea or from a place where it's it doesn't sound similar. That the name must change because the translation changes, but yeah, and you need to make it more poetic. Like you know, instead of Iron Man, it's like man who wears metal. Well, see, it's like the way the translation goes. Yeah, sure. but uh, but to change the British one is nonsense. It's got to be some kind of weird licensing thing. Anyway, anyway, Paul- Josh, I no, I'm not done with this. <laughs> I do, I do need to say that that is the show that you have to watch as Joshua Linden. Prince of Costco, mm-hmm. as Joshua Linden, Little Prince of Costco, you have to watch Great British Baking Show. Uh, yeah, and it I hadn't until a week ago. And now are you obsessed? It's absolutely scrummy, Paula. Every, ew, what a gross, disgusting word. Please never say it. Please <laughs> never look me in the eye, even over the video chat we're doing, and say scrummy. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but I, it's not something good. <laughs> um, that is that is your show. That is your spirit show. Everybody has one. You found it. Amazing. What is mine? <laughs> it's it's impractical jokers, isn't it? That feels mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hear you, uh, Josh. What are we talking about today? We are talking about going up. Growing up. Going up. What? No R. Going up. I uh, see you sabotaging this from the start, <laughs> which is why Impractical Jokers is your, <laughs> your, the essence of your being. Four <laughs> friends who've been best friends since high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish you knew the full intro. Uh, such, as, such as moving upwards. Yes. Upward yes. trajectory. Yes, an upward trajectory. Yes. Um, so, Paula. Yeah. Three main ways that you can go up in most, uh, in normal situations as a normal person in the world. Stairs, elevators, and escalators, which is the The best. The original name for this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which, what's your fave? What's your least fave? How you feel about them? Now, you know that thing where you don't have an opinion on something until all of a sudden you would die for this opinion? 
so our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think the story of our podcast is if, if somebody walked up to me on the street, I'd go, I don't know. But then now that we're in the podcast, it's like, there's a correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crying blood. Yeah. Um, I am a hard yes on escalators. Mm, interesting. Because escalators have everything. You can walk up a la stairs. You can stand still a la elevator. And you don't have to stand super close with strangers like you do on an elevator. Mm. And you don't have to watch your freshman year of college boyfriend take the stairs four at a time like a goddamn asshole. (laughs) (laughs) What's stopping freshman year boyfriend from doing that on an escalator, though? Hopefully, gravity. <laughs> get get those get those shoelaces sucked right in. Yeah, so that's okay. Well, uh, two things here. Uh, yeah. One, I the escalator really is kind of the middle ground of these two other ones. I think you're completely right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the jack of all trades as opposed to being the like crafts expert in one individual one of these. Um, Secondly, you've just hit upon one of my greatest fears. Um, as a my child, freshman year boyfriend. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, so I, as a child, and it still pops up a little bit now, had very much a fear of like a getting sucked into the escalator, like my shoelaces at the end of the escalator getting sucked in and then getting stuck. Mm. Or B, I also just didn't like the idea of accidentally stepping down not in the middle of the escalator pad in the step so that I would be half and then I would fall. Got it. I also didn't like stepping on cracks on the sidewalk, so probably a larger phobia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Josh, you know, you hit on something that is actually very common, and I... I brought up some historical context for us. Oh, Paula's History Corner. Paula's History Corner. And I did learn about this on a a recent episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So if you also listen to that episode, welcome to something you've heard before. Uh, Okay, so the escalator was invented, patented in 1859. The escalator was? The escalator was patented in the modern escalator. Although the origins can be traced back to an ancient times when an earlier version was used in the building of the Egyptian Great Pyramid of Giza. Really? There is zero other context for it. There is a line on thevintagenews.com that says that, and then it does not say what that means. What an insane sentence for them to drop with no other context. There was an escalator in ancient Egypt. Goodbye. Yeah. The, in the, by the late kingdoms and in the middle kingdoms, you know, they were driving around hover cars, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You don't need to actually know more. Yeah. Uh, so, so this gentleman, Nathan Ames in Michigan, shout out to Michigan, uh, <laughs> patented it. And in which the first sentence of this patent is, be it known that I, Nathan Ames of Saugus, in the county of Essex and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Wait, what the hell? The patent says Massachusetts, but the description says Michigan. Doesn't matter. I was going to say that all of those things sound like Massachusetts names because Saugus. 
Be it known that I, Nathan Ames of Saugus in the County of Essex in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, have invented a new and useful improvement in stairs, which I call revolving stairs. <laughs> Good for you, Nathan. He did die uh, two years later, so he did not. From he a stair-related sucked. accident? <laughs> he was sucked in. <laughs> but the thing that I want to tell you specifically is that in, so Victorian England, which seems like the worst place ever in eternity to live. Uh-huh. Uh, Harrods store in London. Yep. I've been there. Uh, was one of the first places that, uh, that got a major escalator mm-hmm. and people freaked the hell out. It says that tons of people came that day and they believed it would discombobulate their inner workings and were quite disturbed. Again, no context what discombobulate their inner workings meant, but people were so terrified to ride this escalator that somebody had to stand at the top with free smelling salts and cognac to revive them after this was done. Imagine seeing something that so shook you to your core that you needed that they someone preemptively was like, you're going to need cognac. Yeah. Like, it feels like in this internet age and what we've figured out through technology, there is not like just being like, I, I go up, therefore faint. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. That's not the way my body's supposed to go. I'm worried I might get discombobulated. Also, it really does seem that people in Victorian England just lived off smelling salts. <laughs> just everything was terrifying to them. So they were constantly doing it. Yeah, well, here's what I would argue is also that everything is terrifying now. We just don't only use smelling salts. What if we only use, it was the, the doctor was Ooh. just like, Nope, oh, you're, uh, you're anxious about the big presentation tomorrow. Sell it. Smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't find a ton. So this, this Herod's thing was in ni- 18, 1998, 1898 is when that was kind of like the thing, you know, Victorian era, sure. but the elevator was invented in 1857. So the elevator and the escalator were invented right around the same time. Huh. Isn't that weird? Huh. Also, why aren't we calling it revolving stairs? That's a much better name. Yeah. Probably, think, I think it's pretentious. Do you think some countries call it, you know how like in England they call elevators lifts and trucks lorries and things like that? Like they're like, well, then we're going to take the revolving stairs. <laughs> I think revolving stairs sounds like what you, you know, like when you forget the word for something. So you say that really confident and you hope that people don't realize. Or if you don't know the word stairs. in another language and you're like the stairs, which revolve. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> to me. Escalators. Like I said, scare me, but I think they are my favorite of those three. If we were going to F Mary kill the Ooh, okay. escalators, okay. elevators and stairs. I would, uh, <laughs> can't believe this is a sentence coming out of my mouth, but, uh, I would F the stairs. I would, I would marry an escalator and I would kill an elevator. 
Now let me let me pitch this to you though. What about a hundred story building? You taking the stairs? I think I would be taking an escalator at that sense. I'd rather do the like hundred stories. I know it's true. It's true. But I just feel like there's more that could go wrong in an elevator. Well, that's true. But that's why there should always be an escalator option. Worst, <laughs> worst. Escalators don't go flat and turn into a slide, you know, like they'll, they'll be stairs. It's um, one. Does your are useless. What years were stair invented? <laughs> um is your dad a stairs dad because my dad is a stairs dad please define stairs dad like when given the option of when you're at the airport and you can either take the escalate or like or you're at a like you're going to you're on vacation and there's the option between the museum escalator or the stairs my dad 100 percent of the time will take the stairs oh Take him two at a time, go on up, and he'll just like it's it's a little bit of a of uh you know just a little bit of exercise just to get in in the middle of the day. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, my watch literally just went off, being like, "You should stand up." <laughs> Take the stairs, dum dum. <laughs> yeah, you doofus. Yeah, doofus. Um. I, you know what? I actually can't tell you what my dad would do at that airport because we're a historical road trip family. Got it. Got it. I actually <laughs> have not been in that situation with him. Do you know what else happens in elevators? Uh, small dogs get in them. <gasps> yes. <laughs> um, pitches. Elevator. Sure. Theoretically, elevator pitches. Yeah. That always stressed me out. Can I. Can you define it? Because I am very long-winded. I cannot. Yeah. So an elevator pitch. Elevator pitch for for my elevator pitch for elevator pitches. It's basically, can you get to the crux of your idea in a way that is convincing so that someone would buy it if you only had the time with someone in an elevator? So the idea being like, you're working in the office, the big boss comes in and you're like, all right, this is my time. I've thought of the perfect way to... You know, you work at Taco Bell corporate and you're like, I have a the idea for a Crunchwrap Supremer um, and Crunchwrap Supreme. But there's a little bit more sour cream in it. Yes, exactly. And you're like, it's almost like Shark Tank, but in a very short oh, amount yeah. of time. Shark Tank is an elevator pitch. Exactly. So you're just trying to pitch them on the idea so that when they get off the elevator, either they're like, you've got the job or they're like, let me think on that. It's also really an act of optimism that that person's not just using the elevator to go one floor. Yes, exactly. And I was like, what if dogs had a chocolate they could eat? <laughs> we'll call it doglet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they some- use it for television shows a lot too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when for you sure. when you come up with that when you're making it when you're drafting a television show script, you need to have your log line, which is a one sentence description of the show aka your elevator pitch for the show Mm -hmm. which is also why isn't that also why all movies have a tagline like for some reason all movies have a tagline even ones you don't think would have a tagline they like need a branding tagline yeah so the reason they have that is uh because um especially like when people didn't have a million trillion options for entertainment like they do now is you would open up the newspaper and there would be all of the movie ads and then you would that's how you would theoretically 
use it to talk your friends into going to the movie. What's Got that it. one about? It's this. Yeah, here's your elevator pitch. We've done it for you. I just read Save the Cat. Great book. So for some reason, the idea of pitching something in an elevator is way scarier to me than like, you've got 30 seconds to say something. Oh, yeah. And I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> so I'm in the corner screaming. Sure. <laughs> so, Paula, can we pitch something to each other? Yes. So uh, so a little inside baseball. We each picked a favorite television show from when we were kids to pitch. Mm-hmm. A real show. Oh, I uh, and I will put on this that I learned about that. This was not a show that I watched, but mm-hmm. it is a show that I learned about yesterday that I think is just absolutely buck wild and the world needs to know about it. Perfect. And Josh, I will ask questions like a famous CEO in the elevator. Paula, I've got a great kids show idea. All right, but I'm only going to floor eight. <laughs> You'll only need till floor seven. It's called Noozles. Okay, I'm listening. That is my son's name. Mm. What's interesting about it is that Noozles is not actually any of the characters' names. A oh. Noozle is another word for um, an Eskimo kiss, like the kissing eyelashes kind of thing. Huh. Um, because there's a little girl named Sandy Brown, and she is given... Oh, that's my mom's name. Yeah, I... I've done my homework, sir. Um, I don't know why I said, sir. Women can be bosses. Too. Hey, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this isn't going how I wanted it to go. Um, so Sandy is given a package from her long lost grandfather containing a stuffed koala named Blinky that was lost in a shipwreck 38 years ago. How old is Sandy? She's 12 years old. Got it. Um, She's 39. <laughs> Uh, her first word is Blinky in mm-hmm. terms of her response to thinking out loud what she should name the bear okay. uh, before she awakens him from his, and uh, this is a term I've made up, uh, magic sleepy time. Got it. Got it. Um, so she gives him noozles. So like eyelash kisses. Got it. And he wakes up from his magic sleepy time mm-hmm. and he, they go on adventures and he is a koala. Uh, but it turns out that he is not supposed to be in our corporeal realm. Oh. He needs to be in the extra-dimensional realm of Koala Walla Land. Oh. So this other koala, Pinky, shows up to collect him. But it turns out they just go on adventures and they have fun times together. And they figure out the, the you know, they just have various adventures uh, together. And it's two koalas and a little girl and they're stuffed. And sometimes she wakes them up by kissing them on the eyes. Is it Australian? No, it's Japanese. That's very cute. Okay, I'll pay you $50 billion for it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I just, I can't get over that Wikipedia calls this. It depicts the adventures of a 12-year-old girl named Sandy and her koala friends, Pinky and Blinky, who are from the extra-dimensional realm of Koala Walla Land. Now, aren't Pinky and Blinky two of the names of the ghosts that tried to murder Pac-Man? They are Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde, buddy. When did Pac-Man come out? Because I think Pac-Man we might have... 1980. Yeah, and Noozles came out 
in 1984. <gasps> they stole it. Did they? Okay, so wait, hold on. Did they steal it or, or, or is the way that they are able to inhabit this corporeal stuffed koala bear is that the ghosts of these koalas inhabit it. And when they're not inhabiting the Noozles bears, they are in a horror realm where they're where their spiritual bodies are trying to be chomped down by Pac-Man. It's the same things. These ghosts have a terrible life. It's the pa- it's all the Pac-Man verse. Oh, poor Pink. You know what? Th- that's what I've been saying this whole time. It's always the Pac-Man verse. <laughs> yeah, Disney just purchased the rights to the Pac-Man verse so that they can they can mash it with Star Wars and uh, and Marvel. Oh my God, a Star Wars Pac-Man mashup. <laughs> that's all i know about star wars i'm just imagining he's he's like light the lightsaber and it's just like no i am your father like that's the sound that the lightsaber made instead of instead of like it was just i think every movie could be improved if uh if it was somehow related to (laughs) pac-man uh paula would you like to pitch your idea Absolutely. Uh, can we mock getting in the elevator? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna be late for this meeting. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Hold that door. Oh no, I'm pressing the up button. I'm pressing no! the door close button. <laughs> oh, you've wedged your arm in here. That seems incredibly uh, painful. But hi. Hi. Wow, a man CEO. I've never seen that before. I have a pitch for you. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got my attention. Okay, thanks. It is for a game show I invented called Bumper Stumpers. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm stumped. Go on. Now, do you want me to tell you the whole pitch of Bumper Stumpers? Well, you've pressed all the buttons, so oh, I think okay, we're right. going to be here for a little while. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, so basically, this is a game show where two teams of two players uh, see different vanity license plates. And they have to guess what those vanity license plates mean. And if they guess, they win money. Mm, I have a vanity license plate. What does it say? It says CEO man. See, now it would be pretty easy to win that one. Mm, yeah, I'm realizing that I'm not as creative as I thought I might be. No, you're really not. And if you're if you're thinking to this game, is there more to it? I would say the answer is no. Wow, I do love a simple and elegant idea. How, how are we? A, met, uh, a scrap metal company going to <laughs> implement this TV show. Look, what are license plates made out of? Hey, you got spunk, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scrap this whole thing. Get it? J- pun. Yeah, that was a great pun. This into a game show center. Do you have a degree from a liberal arts uni- small liberal arts university? I sure do. <laughs> it, it shows through. <laughs> Well, this is my stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've I'm at the top floor and you've still pressed all the Okay, sure. I guess I'm going to stop at every floor now. Bye. <laughs> Wait, so bump so that is the game show is you just That was the entire pitch, buddy. Wow. Wow. Perfect show. It is simple and elegant. There is this a show are... that you watched a bunch? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love Bumper Stumpers. Uh it's a Canadian game show because of course it's Canadian. Yep. And they would essentially just show you uh, they would so give it's, you. It's boomper stoompers. 
Boofers. Boofers. Uh, they would just show you some license plates and you'd have to guess what they were. And then there were some bonus rounds. And like one of them is um, they would show you a series of uh, license plates. You'd have to guess who the person is that had that car. Mm. Um, and that's kind of it. That's kind of the extent. And, and it only ran for a couple of seasons and probably because there's not much else you can do with it. Yeah, I was going to say, um, so just to make sure I understand it, like, it's kind of like a wheel of fortune kind of situation where you're having to like say what the phrase is based on the what someone has license plate. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Waving goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> it's just such a pure, simple, unthought out idea. And I love yeah. it. It's so clear that this was an elevator pitch and some Canadian ad exec was on a road trip to Calgary. I don't know, somewhere. And they were playing the license plate game. You know, the one where you're trying to name all the states, but it's easier yeah. in Canada because there's only like six provinces. Yeah. Um, and they were watching, they were looking at the plates and they were like, huh, huh, huh. This is a game that my children enjoyed. Book it, hockey man. <laughs> Hey, Paula, I have a very important question for you. Yes. Where sky end and space start? Uh, straight up. Straight up? <laughs> Sorry, straight I, up. Thought you, I thought you were starting a sentence with the phrase straight up, comma. Nope, nope just straight up. Straight up. So where the cloud is, that's a start. <laughs> Wait, so space start where cloud is? Yep. So So planes fly in space? Remember how we were talking earlier about not having an opinion and then wanting to die on that hill? <laughs> but now that you're in the pod, you will die on that hill. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it's where the color changes. I was about to get snarky about that, but I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there is. I remember. Oh, did I not tell you I have a degree in astrophysics? <laughs> yeah, right. That latest uh, SpaceX launch, you did it from your home office. It was yeah, all you. Everything else was a show. Um, That's why I needed a new Ikea table. Yeah. <laughs> and they, of, me a, they sent me another monitor. Yeah. You, yeah. you wanted to, you know, if you're going to be stuck at home anyway, might as well get some sunshine while you're doing yes. rocket telemetry. Exactly. Telemetry. Um, yeah. I mean, there is an answer to this, and it has to do with something with the atmosphere but i don't really want to get into that paula can we talk about going to mars absolutely uh what what about mars are you talking about how uh they're asking people to sign up to start the mars space colony yeah i am that is exactly what i am talking about uh let me tell you a hot take about the people signing up for the mars space colony sure there is no way they're cool <laughs> like there's no way somebody who's like cool and i'd want to hang out with would sign up for that yeah, yeah. Which also same thing for founding America. Like okay, offended not... as a daughter of the American Revolution. Oh, Paula has taken her uh, computer uh, screen and has put the camera down and and will not let me look at her anymore. Um, but you know what I mean. Like if you look at any new. And again, this is not a new frontier because people were living here before as opposed to Mars, where theoretically, I hope there is no one living there already. But like the people who are willing to go like be 
like colonize a place are not like the most well-adjusted people. It's the people who are like, yep, nothing for me on this planet. That's true. But you are wrong. Let me tell that why. (laughs) So if you came to America, and I'm specifically, I'm not talking about like the Puritans, right? We're talking about like the American revolutionary type people, right? So I'm talking about, I'm literally talking about where it started. Like like Puritans and like. So let's talk about that. Those people were persecuted for religious reasons. And like you said, there were people living here and they did come in and they were like, they're being assholes to us in England. And then they came over and then they were like, what if we're assholes to these people? So that does suck. Um, But they traveled with their families. So you would be like, I have a small family of me and my wife and our 300 children named Sarah. (laughs) And you came over with your 300 children named Sarah and your best friend and their 300 children named Sarah. So it was like, it was like everyone you knew was coming. Right. Because if you were Puritan at the time, like you're, it's not like you're hanging out with everybody else. Like you're hanging out with your other like little. Right. Because you've been, right. Because you've been persecuted for religious beliefs because you have an incredibly conservative zealot based religion. (laughs) Cause everyone's like, you shouldn't be doing that. And you're like, I need to. Yeah. (laughs) But that being said, like, at least you're coming over with other people. Yes, like, that is a really is important to- point. Yeah. So you're coming with the whole gang. Like, your whole, like, posse is traveling over. Yes. All of your family, all of your kids, your siblings, your parents, your friends. If you sign up, oh, and, and theoretically, theoretically, if you hate America, if you came here, there are more boats coming, you could theoretically go home. Yes. Possibly. Yes. You probably weren't. But if you sign up for the Mars space colony, the rules are it's just you. Mm-hmm. You go by yourself. It's not you and everyone you know. It's one seat aboard the colony. And there, it is impossible to return home. That is part of the agreement. There is even you could get there and be like, this is the biggest mistake of my life. And everyone's like, well, bon voyage. Like, yep. That's it. And I think that to me is like, everyone's wild. I am, I, there's no way I would do any of it, but that is the difference. You're by yourself and it's permanent. And theoretically, those are the only people where you can have a thousand children named Sarah with. Yeah. So it's a weird, for me, this space colony, my pitch is either a quirky workplace comedy that's set on Mars where you can't leave or it's like love is Mars and it's 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 a big old dating show where everyone's just going to be bumping the entire time. Or what if you're the one person who no one wants to bump with on this new on this new planet? Like everyone else is having this polyamorous uh, space wedding. And you're like, you but, not, but not you, Greg. You're and, weird. And- Greg, and can you imagine what a freak you have to be to be the weirdo of the Mars space colony? (laughs) These are all people who looked at their lives, who looked at everyone they met and said, I don't want to see any of you again. Yeah, right. Bye. Yeah. I'd rather live with 15 other strangers and know I'm dying millions of miles away from you. And never have a chance to see or communicate with you again. I don't want to go outside without a helmet ever again. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I would rather not see a dog. 
I've That's looked. Yeah, <laughs> I have looked at the history of trying to settle places. Then I've looked at that, and I've looked at the history and the mortality rates, and I said, "That's for me." <laughs> so, so these people that are in the colony are buck wild. Yep. So if you're Greg and you're the one that is not going to bump uglies with anyone there, that means Greg is the biggest freak of all the freaks. (laughs) Exactly. He's freaky Greg. That means freaky Greg has zero redeemable qualities. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's a literal desert island experiment, right? It's like you... You are actually going to be stuck on this desert island. What are the three things you're bringing? And who would you want to be there with? That sucks. Yeah, it totally sucks. sucks. And there's no, there's no hope. There's, it's not like Greg sitting there being like, well, three more months. No, Greg, this is your life now, you dum-dum. You signed it away on that piece of paper. Back on, you know, the planet that you came from. You can never go back home, Greg. <laughs> also, frankly, else? frankly, we don't want you back. Well, now that we no. know... And no one else is coming. It's not like Love Island where another wave of hot singles and bikinis are coming on soon. This is it, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Home Depot is not sponsoring this, uh, like, this mystery box for your Survivor episode. This is it. That would make me so... Imagine being a person. Imagine... Okay, imagine this. Me and you win a show. We win... Uh, we win a contest and and we're the podcasters and it's our job to um, not go to Mars, but we're doing the podcast up until the Mars colony departs. Oh, so we're doing like an investigative slice of life. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we are helping like create, yeah. like we're go doing a, a uh, like a profile of everyone who's yeah. going to the planet. They yeah. heard us being like, who's your Mount Rushmore of different flavors of jelly beans? And they were like, those are the ones we want. So we're there and we're doing that classic cartoon thing where you and I take a nap on the spaceship. Because- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And the next thing we know, oh, S word, it's taken off. <laughs> And now we're stuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's uh, this sounds like your pitch. Are you still pitching me on the TV show? I'm pitching you on what I think hell would be. <laughs> because they don't have enough spacesuits, right? That's what yeah. you're going with this. Imagine. No, it's, I'm not saying it'd be hell to be with you. Imagine me and you and the 15 most annoying people, and that's that's our eternity. And we're. <laughs> You and I are weirdos. We are far and away the most normal, well-adjusted people on this freaky freak colony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible. It sounds absolutely okay, awful. Okay, I guess being stuck with me sounds terrible. And follow- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wouldn't that be hell? And there's like no coming back. And then here's what would happen. You and I would get mad and we would start our own colony. Yeah, we would. We would, and- we would have no scientific knowledge of how to do that we just like take a part of the colony and like put a bunch of like books and shit or like break a bunch of things and be like you can't come in here it says ours do you know what's unfortunate you and i the whole time would be like we're the only normal people in this colony and somehow we would actually be because because of the way the world works you and i would be the two most annoying people in the mars colony 
Right, because the median normal has moved so far off the scale that, yes. like, we, by being somewhat normal, yeah, we are now the weirdos, and everyone else is like, God, like, we're bullied. Yeah, we're bullied by all these weirdos who can't get along, but they the only thing that they can unite on is that Josh and Paula have to go. <laughs> We're the most hated people on the Mars colony. Yeah, and like in some ways, like we actually set the stage for humanity and civilization there because if we weren't there, then they never would have made the Mars laws, which makes no sense, frankly. They they really it's a lot of like it's a lot of like just weird uh like everyone's like you have to blaze up on 420, and we're like, we're not time is a construct. We don't it's not a 12 hour, it's not a 24 hour day on Mars, and like that was that joke is old, and they're like, also, Josh and Paula aren't part of the club. It's like Mars Law number three. <laughs> right under freaky Greg can't be freaky. It's we're, oh, we're only so we're so close to Greg, but sometimes they side with Greg over us. Yeah, yeah. God, this would kind of suck. I think that's gonna do it for I think us. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you, as always, for tuning in for another week. We really appreciate it. Um, before we get to our earnest moments of the week, uh, just a reminder, um, that there are a couple of things. Uh, one, wear your damn masks. Wear your masks, especially Ikea. Yes. And the mask goes over your nose. The mask goes over your nose. The mask goes over your nose. And I'll tell you what, in hot weather, the neoprene kind, that's what I got. I, they're like four bucks at, uh, at the grocery store. They are so much better than the cloth ones. So there's no there's no little being out there complaining about being hot in your mask. Get one of the little neoprene guys. That's our earnest advice of the week. Um, and then secondly, uh, make sure, you know, that you're continuing to build a habit of anti-racism. Um, you know, uh, read up. I actually just got my books that I ordered a little while ago. So I'm digging into a couple of those and got them from Semicolon, which is a... Um, a black-owned uh, bookshop here in Chicago. You can get there. Uh, you can order from black-owned bookshops through bookshop.org. Um, just go to their individual sites, and the proceeds go towards uh, their um, towards their profit. We love Semicolon Books. Uh, they're an awesome organization. They're not only a cool independent bookstore, but they do a lot for the community. They do a lot to uh, help, especially like school children. It's it's just very cool. So uh, so definitely order books uh, and check out Semicolon. Yeah. It's time for our signature segment. Earnest moment of the week. I got a hiccup in the middle of saying that. It sounded cool, though. I can't believe Thank I had you. eternity on the Mars colony with you. I've got an earnest moment. <gasps> Perfect. This one comes from my mom. Hi! <laughs> Which always feels weird. Like, it's, it always feels like, like my mom says that I'm handsome. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, but my mom did send this one in from one of her friends. So I'm going to do kind of a double one here. So first off, uh, I thought this was very earnest. My mom and her uh, alumna of her college acapella group got together for a Zoom call to meet up and talk oh. and catch up. And then they're doing a little singing thing at some oh, point. Oh, That's very sweet. So one of the people in that group, my mom wanted to share... Uh, her story, which was that she lives in San Francisco, and every night since COVID restrictions were put in place, 
Her street hosts a 10-minute dance party. They rotate between all the houses, picking three dance songs and play the music through their windows and then dance on the street and the sidewalk. That's really adorable. Right? That's really adorable. Really cute. That is very earnest. Yes. If you have earnest moments that you would like to submit, we would love to hear them. We would also love to hear anything else you have to say. We are in quarantine and bored and send us everything. Uh, We are everywhere at being earnest pod, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, LinkedIn, you know. Anywhere you might want to find us on the internet. Endorse us for those Excel skills, honey. (laughs) We do have multiple spreadsheets. Yes. Do we use them? Sometimes. Josh does. (laughs) As always, we also want to thank Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram and Dylan Dutch for our gorgeous theme song. He is at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And until next week, just remember, you don't want to be as freaky as Freaky Greg on Mars. Don't be the freakiest person on Mars. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Stay safe.